Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. We are on episode 20. That's crazy. I think it's amazing that I just keep getting to do these amazing conversations with people. And today I have another amazing conversation. Today I am talking with Jen McCutcheon. And she is a consciousness coach. And she's the owner of Truly Connected, who specializes in helping mothers of children that are struggling with addiction reclaim their lives. She's passionate about empowering women using customized tools, including mindfulness, movement, and self-love. Jen strives to reconnect women with their true identity, confidence, and power, guiding beautiful souls in living purposefully, joy-filled, and authentic lives. And I love that description. I will have her links in the show notes so that you can um, connect with her if you would like to. But yeah, she is a beautiful soul, and she graciously came in at the last minute we just met, which was perfect. It's just a testament to like the the power of being aligned with yourself and living in alignment and, and feeling connected and loving who you are. It's like you just draw in the right people at the right time, and just things just kind of work together. It's been a super busy week for me, and I didn't have a guest lined up, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I went and I looked, and I I ended up finding her. She just kind of <laughs> was there. She wanted to be a guest, and uh, so there we go. That's That's how we connected, and it turns out we don't live very far from each other, so that's pretty cool too. So I met a new friend and someone who is beautiful in her heart and her soul and has a beautiful mindset to help others become authentic like I do. And so we have a beautiful conversation today about how to break the cycle and finally accept ourselves. And we really try to give you some practical hands-on type things that you can do to recognize when you're not loving yourself, when you're not really taking care of yourself. And so compassion is so important. And I talk about, you know, being a friend to yourself. What does that look like? So we're going to talk about that today. So before we get into that, we're just going to have a few words and I'll see you on the other side. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. 
Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone. I'm so happy to be back to Breaking Free Authentically. I have a special guest today, and this was kind of an emergency last minute because, you know, things happen. Um, So I put out uh, just a request for a guest, and Jen McCutcheon responded, and that was really, really great. Um, So she totally was able to meet me last minute, and we just got on really well, and I think... um, we're going to have a great conversation today. So thanks for being here, Jen. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about just chatting today and uh, seeing where it all takes us. <laughs> Good. I'm so excited. Well, we had a great chat last night and it was really fun to get to know you. So I'm excited for everybody else to get to know you a little bit. Um, so uh, Jen McCutcheon, you um, are fellow Canadian, which is really exciting. Not only are you fellow Canadian, you're like in Ontario. Um, like we could drive to each other's houses. You know, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I know people all over the world, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, hey, I could actually meet you in person. It's so true. <laughs> so we'll have to make sure to do that. Anyways, uh, Jen McCutcheon is a consciousness coach. And um we are going to talk today about how to break the cycle and finally accept ourselves. So a lot of times people ask me, well, Kareen, how do I love myself? And, and you know, like I, I love myself and I'm like, yes, that's, that's a part of it. But they don't realize what self-love really looks like until, and then they're stuck and they don't know what to do. Um, so I'd like to unpack that a little bit today because I think it's a really valuable, valuable conversation because as you know, breaking free authentically, um, is so important to me just to be able to be completely authentic in who we are and to not have any shame about our authenticity and then to find our tribe and to find our people where we feel safe. Um, and I think that's that all has to happen, you know, but without us loving ourselves, we don't have the confidence to like do any of the other things. So Jen, if you could please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. My name is Jen McCutcheon. I am a consciousness coach. Um, I work specifically Um, or I specialize in, I should say, working with moms who struggle with a child that has addiction. And I help them to really reclaim their identities, reclaim their power, and start living their place of peace, happiness, and just coming from a place of fulfillment. I'm passionate about empowering women to step into their worth, step into Mm -hmm. their truth so that they can Mm -hmm. live authentically. And, um, you know, as a mom who has a child that struggled with addiction and addiction in other family members over the last 20 years of my life, I I went through this journey of having to rediscover who I was. Mm. And what I've come to learn is we all have aspects of ourselves that we don't love. And it takes us on different journeys. We're all on our own individual path. 
But through my experience, you know, different things pop up in our lives, Mm -hmm. struggles, challenges, um, you know, tragedies or traumas that spark something inside of us that makes us start to question, who am I? What am I? What do I believe? What don't I believe? And it, it really can turn your life upside down, but it's a powerful process of unfolding of who you truly are. And that's mm-hmm. how we, we can really start to learn how to love ourselves completely and live authentically. And that's, I think, what we're going to be talking about today is how do you get there? How do you know? Yeah. How do you know where you are? Sometimes we just, we're not sure. We're mm-hmm. not sure, right? We're not sure if there, if this is me, if this is not me, if mm-hmm. if I'm happy, if I'm not happy. And then uh, some of us are just like, oh my gosh, my life is just a disaster and I need to do something because yeah. I can't keep doing this. Right. <laughs> so that's basically, you know, what I do. I have um, different programs that I offer to support women in these transitions to help them find their power and live the life authentically. Mm. That's beautiful. I. I think that this work is so important. As you know, I a lot of people in in the field that I'm in just often focus on the sex and focus on, you know, all the fun and everything. And I'm like, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know what we want, if we don't feel comfortable to fantasize and just be in connection with ourselves, we can't be in connection with other people and really enjoy the pleasures that are available to us if we're stuck, you know, feeling shame or guilt or feeling resistance towards good things towards us. And I think Mm -hmm. that we often self-sabotage, you know, when good things are available to us and, and we literally push it away somehow with our energy or with our feeling of not being enough and that we don't deserve something will like actually reject good things and will attract things that aren't good for us. Um, like relationships that aren't healthy or relationships that, you know, we're, it depends who we are. Some, some of us are just going to avoid, intimacy avoid difficulty because we don't know who we are and then other people their form of avoidance is just over helping other people and pleasing right it's all a form of avoidance absolutely Um, so let's let's talk about that a little bit yeah i so i i think i'll back up to where you were talking about you know pleasure because um Pleasure is something that I think people strive towards, and I think it can be misunderstood as mm-hmm. far as pleasure being the same thing as happiness. Yeah. Pleasure, um, you know, when we're always wanting to be like if we're seeking pleasure, we're going to we're going to be let down because pleasure and happiness are two different things, right? Like mm-hmm. we can feel pleasure, but we're never always we're not gonna have pleasure all the time. We're insane with happiness. We can be yeah, happy and say. still experience unhappiness. And I think, you know, if we're always seeking and, and often we're, we seek fun and enjoyment and mm-hmm. things to fill us up because mm-hmm. it makes us feel better in the moment. But then when that moment is passed, you're like, okay, what now? <laughs> Which keeps you in this cycle of attachment mm-hmm. to this high frequency, like pleasure or, or happiness. Dopamine. And then we, we just dopamine right yeah. and we when we think that okay well my life's boring right now and you're you, you're unhappy so mm-hmm. there's a cycle there there's a mm-hmm. pattern and the pattern is a deeper level 
of not knowing yourself and, mm-hmm. and living in a place of inauthenticity. And we don't do this on purpose. This mm-hmm. happens almost organically. It's just life because we're not trained. We're not talked about. Like this stuff yeah. people don't talk about. No. And from the time we're little children, you know, we're, we're, we're so innocent and pure and happy. And we just, mm-hmm. we just see the world from this beautiful lens. And then we start having these life experiences that are good and sometimes not so good and sometimes very traumatic and things happen, right? Mm-hmm. We've all had these experiences and um, we have trauma. We have mm-hmm. things that, and, and my definition of trauma would be, you know, an event that occurs where there's high, high levels of a negative emotion mm-hmm. that literally shifts or changes the way that you view yourself, the way that you view others or the world around you. And we create these limiting beliefs in mm-hmm. our minds, in the subconscious mind. I, you can call them limiting beliefs or belief systems or, um, you know, BS, I like to call it. <laughs> but, and, we, and we grow up with, with these, um, these subconscious thoughts that create this constant trying to pretend that we don't feel a certain way or there's part of us that is not lovable. And we avoid by going and trying to seek happiness, the best job, a new house, the relationship of this or that, you know, whatever it is. And we find ourselves at a place where we're unsure of who we are anymore. Mm-hmm. We may have everything that we ever thought we wanted, but there's still this, this piece of us that is unfulfilled. And yeah. that's because we haven't met ourselves, truly met ourselves. It's so true. And and I'm going to say like limiting beliefs, this BS, it's, I refer to it often as the programming, right? The religious Mm -hmm. and societal programming that we need to shift and break out of. And you might go back to like agreeing, like a belief isn't always bad or limiting, right? Like, um, but a limiting belief is the part of the belief that keeps you stuck, you know? And so it's really important to at least go and visit what our beliefs are about everything. You know, and, and to, to investigate how much truth is, the, is there or or am I allowing this to take control of my thoughts or, or you know, am I perceiving the, the world in a certain way because of this belief or do I see myself as worthless because of this belief, you know, that, right. you know, as a as a child, um, I didn't get attention unless I was. Uh, unless I did my very best and then I was praised, you know, does that mean that you aren't worthy if you don't do your very best? No, it just means that your parent maybe didn't have the capacity and didn't realize the importance of like praising and building us up and affirming in everything. And I was lucky to have a mom who really did build me up in every little thing she was very conscious about that, you know, and she always thought future and she always thought, how is what I say today going to affect her in the future? And how is, you know, and, and my sister, she would always make sure that I never said anything that was sort of would give her a complex. She'd say, you know, quote unquote, don't give her a complex. Like if she was having like a, any weight issues or anything, you know, like don't mention anything about that. You love her for who she is. 
we don't need to get her to think negatively about herself in any way, yeah. you know? And I that's really, a be- that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful example for you, um, yeah. you know, growing up. And that's what, that's what really has the power over mm-hmm. us as children and our, is, is these people of influences, like you said, whether it's religion, whether it's society, you know, it's those people of influence in your life, a parent, a, mm-hmm. a, a you know, family member, a school teacher, I mean, we've all had people in our lives that have, you know, downloaded, programmed, said something to us about us yep. that made us go, wait, maybe, maybe I'm not smart. Maybe I don't know how to learn properly, maybe mm-hmm. whatever. And that sticks with you. It's yeah. like, I like to call it like Velcro, like it's yeah. like these negative downloads or programs that somebody else put on you. Yeah. And at some point you agreed with them. And then it stays in your subconscious. And I just want to say too that like, okay, so that's what I was trying to get to. But of course, ADD, I went off on a tangent. So back to that, when someone, let's say someone says something to us and we receive it in a certain way and we interpret it to mean that we're not worthy or something or there's something wrong with us. Well, it's really important to take a look at that. And like a lot of the inner child work I do with people is like, take them back to that moment and then give new information to the situation. So like, is it possible that that person was having a really bad day and that had nothing to do with you? Was it possible Mm -hmm. that your parent was like incapable of of giving love because they were in such a state inside trying to just survive and you didn't know that? Um, but it had nothing to do with you. It was their own inner turmoil and they had nothing to give. And so the only time they could give is like on extra special occasions. If you brought home a report card with an A, they'd be like, yay, great job. But they didn't have the energy to say, hey, you tied your shoes really well. Or, hey, you did. Da, 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 da. They just didn't have that. And and they weren't in a culture where parents did that, right? Like, like you yeah. got criticized so that you'd be better. <laughs> And so we tend to know all the things that we don't do well, and we're not told often the things that we do well. Anyways, just going back to put new information into the belief and where that belief came from is is one of the first parts of sort of reprogramming that belief, right? Yeah. And it it is a process. I like to say it's a practice. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like life is a masterclass. It is the ultimate masterclass really. Like, and, and I, and that's where I feel like, yes, you know, gaining new information, um, the compassionate inquiry to start to really Mm. question things. I mean, and again, I like to premise too, this isn't about blaming anything Mm. or anyone. Mm -mm. This is just life. Right. Mm. And we get caught into that in that blame. That's another cycle that doesn't serve us. It's just this pattern that we get into. Well, she did this and she said that we can take ourselves back and look at the situation and try to, and try to assume where the other person may have been, which I totally get. It's the emotion that keeps us stuck. So there's the memory, but then there's the emotion that is like somatically affecting us. It it triggers a a physical response in our body. And this is like anxiety and panic Mm -hmm. attacks and all these things that people struggle with because they're triggered by a thought and an emotion. So it's really interesting how it's all inter interconnected, but it is about reprogramming the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And we can only do that by being conscious and taking Mm -hmm. intentional action 
to be able to work through that event, that traumatic event that affected you so deeply. One, we can look at reprogramming your mind. What is the truth? But it's like, what, what's the emotion? Because it's the yeah. emotion, the energy within that emotion that stays in the body mm-hmm. and will replay itself whenever something triggers you that's related yeah. to that in some way, shape or form. So, you know, going back to the experience and and really working with the emotion and feeling safe to really get deep into that emotion to understand the, the command or the belief that comes up and be aware of those beliefs and commands and then have something that you say to yourself in that moment, like, I'm not good enough or I deemed that day that my mom said this to me or mm-hmm. this happened that I wasn't, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't worthy enough. I wasn't special enough or whatever it was to be like, I am special. Mm -hmm. I am immeasurable, like an an affirmation or a mantra to, Mm -hmm. to reprogram because just because we become aware of our command or the belief system, it doesn't just evaporate. (laughs) It's like, it doesn't just go, Oh, okay. Now I know that that happens. No, it's integrated into your life in all of your life in, in so many aspects. So it's like being aware that's Mm -hmm. where I, the consciousness comes in being aware that the the mind, what the mind is doing so that you can go, wait a minute, I don't accept that thought. Mm -hmm. This is my truth. And then in that moment, you, you say your affirmation, you reprogram your mind daily. Like it's a practice. Um, about affirmations. Well, I heard uh, a while ago, some people were like, Oh, affirmations don't work. And so, but the trick to affirmations is they have to be believable in some way. Like if they're so far out there, like I'm the most amazing person in the world. You could say that a million times, but your brain actually and your body actually don't believe that. It's not close enough. So if you can say your affirmations, your affirmations can grow. So if you start small with like, you know, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that wasn't my fault. And I'm a beautiful person or I don't need approval to be worthy. And I'm a beautiful person. Those little things, your body actually believes that because it's not so far fetched. It's not so fantasy that you can't grasp on. Yeah. So there is a bit of reality to the process, right? Um, or like there has to be a connection to who we are mm-hmm. because are we're meaning makers and if the meaning can't be relatable it just doesn't click right and it's I, I totally agree with you I mean I'm I'm a I'm an advocate for affirmations and they do work like they mm-hmm. are so transformative but I agree with you that they have to be somewhat relatable like you can't mm-hmm. just throw a word out there and just think it's gonna it's gonna stick because mm-hmm. again there's this emotion attached to be an emotional thought. connection yeah so there's this so I like to call it embodiment so if mm-hmm. I'm going to tell myself you know Again, I do mirror work with my clients. Mm, I love that. Yes. And, you know, starting with, I'm, I'm going to love myself more. Or I'm going to start to love myself. You know, so we don't just go, oh, I love myself. If we're not there yet, mm-hmm. I'm going to start to love myself. I'm going to begin to love myself more deeply. Now we can say that, but how are you going to do it? There has to be action behind it. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to love yourself more today? Fill in the blank. I'm going to sit and have a cup of tea and just be with, be with myself. Like just be with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look out the window. I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to eat healthy. 
whatever, whatever, fill in the blank. There has to be some type of action to support the affirmation. And then you're embodying it. You're, you're, you're integrated into your, into your soul, into your, into your being. I think with every affirmation or with everything that we do, we have to kind of anchor it to an emotion. So like to think, you know, you, if you create an affirmation to think, how am I going to feel when I believe that, for instance, you know, like how would I feel if that were real and then connect that feeling to, to inside and like really anchor that in your body and go, okay, that's the feeling that I want to connect to when I say this. And Mm -hmm. then you start to live that out because it, it is believable and it feels, it makes you feel something. We don't, people don't make changes without any emotion. Like we always make changes based on um, an emotional result as well. We don't realize that, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to, you're not going to do something. You're not going to be successful at something in in a business or whatever. As an entrepreneur, you're not going to be successful if you don't sort of feel yourself in the end result. If you don't like believe that that's going to be worth the effort that there's joy or payout at the end. Right. So it's important to think through that too. Now, one thing you said, okay, sit and have a cup of coffee and look out the window. There's a real important element that we were talking about last night about shame. Mm -hmm. And so if we are trying to self-care, for instance, I had a real hard time with the word self-care, like growing up Christian, I just like that was selfish in my mind, I just couldn't wrap my head around yeah. it. Um, so I switched yeah. it to be called energy care. And mm. like, I realized um, a phone, if you don't plug it in, runs out and there's no, it's no good to anybody. Right. And That's that right. concept helped me to go, okay, so if I can think of everything as energy care, um, I deserve to stay plugged in or I deserve to like, my phone doesn't inherently have to be a good person. <laughs> Or be good in order to be worth plugging in. Like it just, it just has to be, or it, it won't work, right? Yeah. Um, so to to take away blame or judgment on the situation, or take away the need to, you had said, don't blame the person. Like when revisiting things, um, and I think if we replace blame with understanding or curiosity, the same can apply to us too. Like it, if you saw your friend stressed out and they were just about to burn out, would you give them permission to just go have a cup of coffee and sit and breathe? Like what advice would you give them? Exactly. And would would you feel guilty about giving them that advice? So why would you feel guilty about giving yourself that advice? And I think like to think through, I like to think everything through sort of a friend filter, <laughs> like whatever you say to Absolutely, yourself. Absolutely. Because. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Ultimately, like I, I love everything you're saying because ultimately, what we have to do, unless this is about this whole podcast today, is about accepting yourself, finally mm-hmm. accepting yourself. Yeah. And we only get there by loving ourselves and becoming our own best friend. Yeah. Like we only get there and truly 
when we can love ourselves, all aspects of ourselves, accept all aspects of ourselves, then we can show up in a bigger, better way for everybody else in the, mm-hmm. in our lives, everything else that we, we encounter. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that most of us can't do, like you were talking about, I mean, including me, I was, you know, I had this command, I'm like, I'm lazy. So I would, I would make sure I never sat down. Yeah. I never could just sit. And if I sat, my mind was going 50 miles an hour, about what I should be doing or what, yeah. what would somebody, it was, it was ridiculous. I couldn't just sit and have a cup of tea without guilt and shame mm-hmm. for sitting and having a cup of tea and not yep. doing anything. <laughs> so I'd have my mug and running around doing stuff. Like, so these are the things that it, it doesn't have to be great, big, huge things. It's, it's often the really simple things that, is. that where you start and then you witness yourself in all these different scenarios and go, Oh, that's how it's showing up in my life here and here and here. So this is where compassion comes in. And I do a whole module with my clients around compassion and vulnerability, self-love as well. Basically it's self-love, compassion, vulnerability, because we, we love so passionately for our, our loved ones and our family members, and we do anything for them. We would go beyond and put and sacrifice ourselves yeah. for to, to to love them and to support them and to build them up. Right? Yeah. No matter what they're going through, and we're compassionate with them, and we see it. We will try to put ourselves in their shoes, and you know, we we will do this for everybody else, yeah. and we will, you know allow people to be vulnerable and sit with them and hold space for them while they're, mm-hmm. while they're sh- you know pouring their hearts out about what they're going through and where they're trying to solve and fix and help. Mm-hmm. We don't do it for ourselves. No, we do not do it for ourselves. And if we do, there's a, there's a part of us that feels that we are selfish. We are being selfish in doing so. Yeah. Self-care is not selfish. And yet, again, I was the one that couldn't sit down for a cup of tea without feeling guilty yeah. because that's somehow I was lazy. <laughs> and yeah. there's, these are the things that we, we struggle with. And yeah. when we're able to come to a place of compassion with ourselves yeah. to really begin to check in, like you said at the beginning, you know, there are belief systems that are incredible and they hold our highest good and they help us move forward and grow and and all the beautiful things that we we experience in our lives. There's also BS that we we carry on with us that keeps us stuck. And we have to come at it from a place of love and compassionate inquiry. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? Is this really truly my thought? So yeah. or my emotion? Because I'm I believe we're all energetic beings. I believe mm. our emotions are just energy. Our thoughts are just energy. Our experiences are just energy. And we can either hold on to them for dear mm. life and stay in suffering, or mm-hmm. we can learn to really check in and say, wait a minute, does this align? Does this thought align with me? Is this my truth? Or mm. is this somebody else's that somehow just Velcroed on to me at some point? And I'm ready to yeah. peel that Velcro off and yeah. release and let it go. Does that thought serve me anymore? Exactly. Does it? Yeah, is it helping and, and I mean, is it hurting me. That is a tough process to go through because my hand is up here. I understand that process of peeling off belief after belief after belief after belief of indoctrination that I was locked into, and to peel apart the ones that that felt aligned to me, and those that were just things that I did because I thought I was supposed to. 
Mm-hmm. That is such yeah. a hard unraveling. Um, I want to jump in. Yeah. Just with what you were saying though, because again, this is about self-acceptance. Yeah. Self-acceptance is tricky and that's why it's, it's, it's hard work. Like doing this inner work is what I call it is, is not easy work, but it is, it is invaluable. Like it is, you, you will never regret doing inner work because you start to life changing. But why it's, why it's so difficult is because you the beliefs that we have that we agreed to at some point that mm-hmm. were programmed or downloaded onto us, we, we adapted or adopted them as our own yes. to be accepted yes. by our parent, by our church, mm-hmm. by our teacher, by whoever we, we started to believe these things as our own because we felt that we would be accepted. If we didn't mm-hmm. believe them, we would not be accepted. Right. So it's scary. It is friggin' scary to start questioning your thoughts and going, well, what if I don't believe this? How <laughs> am I going to now be accepted? And the fear is of being not accepted as being mm-hmm. judged and pushed out of that, that group or click or family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm a believer. When you th- start to change and really adapt and align with yourself, mm-hmm. people will leave your life because you're it's, you're raising your vibration. You're true. stepping closer into who you are. And anything that doesn't align will slowly dissipate and leave. But mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing because it opens up the space for the people that are supposed to be there, that are going to support you, that are going to accept you for all that you are and everything that you are. Those are the people that are going to come in. And that's truly who you want to surround it's, yourself with. It's like leaving the chrysalis, right? As a butterfly, <laughs> right? It's like, like you had all your friends before as a caterpillar and those were great friends. And you thought, this is who I am. But then when you do this, like this process, this compassionate process of just looking inwards and spending some time alone. That is a really good analogy, actually. Spending time alone for a long period of time, possibly, and then shedding that, shedding those beliefs mm-hmm. and shedding that. And then you emerge and you're like, whoa, what do I do now? And yeah. once those wings dry and you feel solid in who you are, then you have freedom and you can just fly, right? It's just so beautiful to to have that inner confidence. And I just want to go back to the word. I just, I wrote down this word and I put like the little uh, sun beams all around it, right? <laughs> And I think if there's one key word in in a self-love growth journey is the word compassion. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think because like people think, oh, self-love is going to get my nails done and taking a bath. And I don't like those things. Like those aren't things that I'm like whoop-dee-doo, like I don't really need to get those things. That doesn't do anything for me. It's more overwhelming than anything. So I didn't understand Mm -hmm. that self-love and self-care and energy care was actually self-compassion and being okay, not beating myself up for my mistakes or for who I was or for my inability to do things instead of saying, Oh, you know, I, I, um, I'm ADHD and I, my executive function doesn't work and I can't 
do these things. I'm a terrible organizer. I'm a terrible planner. This is the way that I would talk about myself. And I wasn't trying to be negative to myself. But the subtle subtlety of my language was that I was those things. Those things defined me. And I didn't have compassion on myself in that area. And now I'm like, I have ADHD. It's a part of me. And sometimes it makes things difficult. But I'm thankful for that. And, And I don't have to be good at everything to be worthy. And I'm so good at other things. And my ADHD gives me other superpowers that other people don't have. So I could sit there and dwell on the things that I can't do. But if I was a good friend to myself, I'd be like, don't focus on that. You're a beautiful person. You have so much to offer. Like, why are you focusing on the fact that you can't plan? There's other people that can plan. And those who love you are going to help you with that are going to be understanding and compassionate that that's not your strength. And they're going to be understanding. Like my boyfriend, when we have to go somewhere, we have to be somewhere. He always tells me how much time we have and then how much time we have left. And, and the thing is, I I remember a friend of mine asking um, my ex, (laughs) she's like, this is when I knew that this is not going to work. Like this was not a good situation. (laughs) And uh, my ex said something, my ex-husband said something about me being late. Like I'm always like 15 minutes later, half an hour later, whatever. And so he's just sitting there just waiting for me kind of thing. And she's like, well, if you know that she's always this late, like this is a pattern, obviously this is not something she means to do. Um, like, why can't you help her? Why wouldn't you tell her an earlier time? Or why? And he's like, she knows what the time is. Like, she should, like in her, in, in his mind, I should have been able to figure that out. Like there was probably a belief in there that I was doing that on purpose or that I didn't care and that absolutely right. wasn't the truth. So what I'm getting at is your your people, like the people will fall away that don't see your value and don't see you when you accept your own things and your own faults and, you, and stop apologizing for them, you will leave behind the people who also make you feel bad about those things exactly. and make you feel like you don't deserve because of that. But when you show yourself compassion, then you teach yourself how to be treated. And then all of a sudden, anything less than that is like, wait a minute. Why Mm -hmm. do I let myself? Okay, so I wouldn't let a friend be treated like that. Why was I letting myself be treated like that? And it's subtle things, like subtle things. It doesn't mean leave everybody if they're not like worshiping. No, no, but this is what I'm hearing you say too. And, and, is compa- it's hard to be compassionate and judgmental at the same time. It is, it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you can't you can't be compassionate and be judging. So no. learning to be compassionate with ourselves because we know we can do it for other people. We're pretty good at being compassionate. Some mm-hmm. of us maybe not so good, which need a little more work. Some of us are really good at being compassionate with other people, but it, mm-hmm. but it's but it's when we're needing to be compassionate with ourselves that we get into judgment. Yeah. So again, discerning, becoming conscious. This Mm -hmm. is the consciousness. We can't do this unconsciously. Like Mm -hmm. anybody that's listening to this podcast, 
is here because they're awakening. There's a consciousness that they are seeking more. And when we're seeking more, we will do more. And when we're able to kind find this place of kindness and compassion for ourselves, we stop judging ourselves. We can start to really look within, look at our, our belief systems, look at everything, our bodies differently. We stand in the mirror and look at yourself and think and be aware and conscious of how many negative thoughts come up and the emotions that you feel around those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then start to come at yourself from the mirror and from a place of compassion and love for all that your body has done for you, Mm -hmm. for the babies that you've birthed, Mm -hmm. for the, you know, broken arms or legs or whatever car accidents you've been in and you're still here and you're, and you're moving and it's holding you and it's carrying your soul and it's taking care of you every single day. What we put our bodies through, try coming at it from compassion. Mm -hmm. The judgment dissipates. So the more that we practice compassion, the more that we let go of, of judgments and the deeper we understand and can love ourselves and accept ourselves, even the parts of ourselves that we deem unlovable. And this is like working with moms with addiction. There's a lot of judgment because they're not able to help their kids. They're not able to save their kids. So the judgment comes back to themselves and, you know, the compassion isn't there and it's all about reprogramming, retraining ourselves. And this goes across the board because of the shame and the guilt and the programming. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all about coming back to self. If there's any part of your life, like I take my clients through an inventory, any part of your life, health and vitality, career and money, uh, relationships and love and your identity. You look at all of those areas of your life. And if you're unhappy with any of them, it's not the actual problem that you're dealing with. It's, it's in here. It's in your heart. It's in your soul. It's in your mind, getting your mind right. You're going to, you're going to start to transform and turn it all around. There's a resistance in there, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's so valuable. They're it's all valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking back to the analogy, like with the butterfly or whatever. It's like a butterfly doesn't doesn't need someone to tell them that they can fly. <laughs> they they're they just have to believe it for themselves, right? And they can fly. And then they meet up with other people who are flying or other people, other butterflies who are flying and, and they are together and enjoying up there and looking down, you know, and, and it's like, <laughs> maybe there's, maybe there's a caterpillar who's refusing to go in the chrysalis, refusing. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm good down here. And they're like, wait, but you don't understand. You can fly up here. Like, just go through that process. I know you'll miss us. You'll miss people that you thought, you know, we're going to be there forever. But just if when you go into solitude, you don't understand. When you look at yourself, when you spend time just really unpacking, when you come out, it's amazing. And you can have both down there and up here and you can go visit, you know, like, and I just think. I want butterflies, <laughs> you know, I want butterflies in my tribe. And that's who I have is the people that I just, yeah, my people who I connect with energetically and I connect just on a soul level more and more. It's like most of the people that I meet because I just draw those people in because mm-hmm. I just believe that that's who I want to be around. That's the energy that I want in my life. And I don't feel like I deserve 
the bad things. I don't feel like I deserve the drama and I don't deserve the the law of attraction working, right? The law of attraction. And that's the power of the mind. That's the power of the mind. And that's the power of the energy in which we walk into the world when we're living not authentically, Mm-hmm. We're living in a lower vibration energetically yep. and we'll surround ourselves with the same types of people, yep. um, the same dramas, the same scenarios that yeah. replay and replay and replay. And we'll wonder why this always happens to us. Exactly. <laughs> the people, like I think about like, okay, so as a swinger, um, there's like swinger profiles or like there's like sort of dating sites for couples and things like that. And you can go fill out a profile and stuff like that. And I'm always weary when I see hate drama, don't like drama, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking if you are the one mentioning that you're probably bringing (laughs) drama to yourself on a regular basis and you might be part of the problem, right? So it's it's interesting. Good point. Um, Yeah. One more thing I wanted to say before we go, um, because you have to leave soon. The idea of selfishness, because this mm-hmm. keeps people really stuck, right? Like this concept of self-love is selfish, self-care is selfish. And I want you to, um, my, my, my listeners, I want you to think like the people, like I would never look at Jen and go, oh, she's such a selfish person. <laughs> you know, like you're such you a beautiful I'm, person. I'm- <laughs> I'm an advocate for saying, you know what? I'm selfish AF because <laughs> everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody wins. But I, you know what? I have I to mean, say when here's, when here's just a little me, caveat though. Yeah. Because people that are more avoidant attachment styles and I will do a podcast on, on attachment styles, but um, those who are more avoidant, as opposed to the empaths and those who are very like people pleasers or whatever, a people pleaser and an empath selfish as fuck is beautiful for them. But someone who is an avoidant and if they grab onto this selfish aspect and embrace it when it comes to self care, they're going to isolate and they're going Mm -hmm. to be act selfish, which is one of the reasons why I hated the idea of independence or self, you know, I saw it as selfishness because it meant complete disconnection. And that is not me. So selfishness doesn't mean disconnected. Selfishness isn't about avoiding. So I don't want to call it selfishness. I want to say it's energy care. Mm -hmm. Energy being plugged in is not selfish. It's, It's a necessity. And so if we, if you have trouble with the word selfish, if that's a thing, I agree with you. Like I had trouble with that, like so much because I did not want to be a selfish person. It was the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. But again, that, that negative connotation around it. And I yes. get it. I get yes, it. Because yes. that's, a, that's a whole conversation of perspective and how yes, you look exactly. at it. Right? And what I was going to say is, is balance, right? Yes. Balance and harmony. So yeah, we don't want to be disconnected. No. And if we're getting into a place where, again, taking an inventory of those four areas of your life, if certain ones are booming and you're happy with them and others are not, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, doing well in certain areas, but your love and relationships is a disaster, there's not balance. And, and that's not, that's not self-care. That's not self. That's not being in a, in a beautiful sense, selfish. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're being negatively affected by whatever actions you're taking. So it's about balance yeah. and harmony. 
right? And yeah. and being able to check in consciously, how is this yeah. working? What can I tweak? How can I change it, right? Yeah. So that so that it's a win-win for everybody. I'm just saying when we take care of ourselves, this is it. When we heal ourselves, mm-hmm. we heal others. Yes. When we heal I ourselves, we heal others. It's a collective. It is a win-win. Yeah. And the reason why I bring up this this selfish thing is because in in the poly community there was a big movement of um, this movement of your happiness is not my responsibility idea, which is oh, which is yeah. true. It's but true, without but without it, it, compassion, you become right. a dickhead. <laughs> Well, then you're just bypassing, right? Like that spiritual bypassing. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so I think that, you know, it's like, oh, well, I still get to do what I want to do. And, and when you're talking about non-monogamy, this is really important that selfishness is not selfishness in that sense. It's not about just getting your own needs. And so I, that's why I think it's really important to kind of, let's define selfish. Let's define, like to me, living authentically is being loving and connected. And so if you're in partnership with someone and you want to do your own things or be your own person, we get to have a responsibility, a chosen responsibility towards those that we love if we want to keep them in our lives. Absolutely. And have good connection. Okay. It is, we have one minute. So before before we go, this has been such a great talk. Thank you so much. Um, I just, I think it's such a valuable topic. We could go on for so much longer, but can you tell us we a little could. bit, like if people want to reach out to you, uh, where they can find you, that would be great. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at truly connected 11 and on Facebook, it's Jenny MC. I also have my website, which is um, trulyconnected.ca. So we, those are the three areas that you can find me on. I'm all over the social media. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking. I know we, we could talk forever. Oh, I, I guess, you know, to wrap it up, for, to summarize, you know, my belief around, you know, really truly being able to accept ourselves, we have to be able to let go of needing validation from other people. Yes. Coming back to self. And being able to really process, give yourself the space, Mm -hmm. teach yourself how to hold space for yourself to really, truly tap into yourself through love and compassion and start to just compassionately inquire, you know, why you do the things you do, why you think the way you think, especially those negative thoughts that aren't serving you, that are Mm -hmm. actually causing you some type of distress. We all have areas. So when you go a little bit deeper holding that space for yourself, give yourself time, you know, and find, find different things. There's so many resources, whether it's yoga, whether it's the gym, whether it's badminton, like whatever, whatever, try different things. I'm an advocate for saying yes, yes. Try something new and explore and, um, and allow yourself to just be one with you and, and be compassionate to really inquire and, um, yeah, if you need help or support, reach out for that. There's nothing wrong with reaching out for help and support to get you through it because we all need that support system. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate I appreciate this conversation and your viewpoint and uh yeah, so thank you so much. I Aww, really Thank uh, you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're so welcome. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to have another chat another time, but I appreciate you really digging into how to break the cycle and finally accept ourselves because this is where we all 
get stuck. And it's the starting point, which is why I talk about it so much. Those of you who are wondering, (laughs) this is why we talk about it because it's everything. It's everything. And it's a never ending and it's yeah. a never ending journey, yeah. right? It, it, it's a constant evolution and it's a beautiful Yeah, you're thing. never going to be there, but yeah. yeah. But it's worth, yeah. it's worth tapping in. It's worth being consciously aware because it just, it just feels so much better. It's like a whole weight lifted, right? I'm so about breaking free because I broke free from so much, but like just feeling free in your everyday, it, feeling free in your body no, you is are- priceless. Yeah. And you are a beautiful butterfly and butterflies are my thing too, actually. Awesome. Like, I've had butterflies in my life as like my, my power, my power insect <laughs> for quite That's my awesome. entire life, actually. So I love that analogy. What a beautiful analogy. And you are a butterfly. So thank you for having me on the show. So are you beautiful butterfly? Have a <laughs> wonderful day and take care. Thank you. You too. What an incredibly beautiful conversation that was. I want you all to be butterflies and come fly with me in my world. I just think how beautiful would it be if we all could be flying and live life to our fullest and enjoy who we are and believe that we are worthy the world would be such a different place if that was the case. So I challenge you to really look at your self-talk. Look at how compassionate you are to yourself. Are you more compassionate to others than you are to yourself? And then ask yourself why that is and what beliefs are keeping you there. Because I guarantee there is nothing that you have done. There is nothing that has been done to you that makes you less worthy of love. We all make mistakes and what we've done and what happens to us does not define us. So I want you to be compassionate with yourself and look inwards and see what your language is towards yourself, what your mindset is. And I want you to really look into your body and feel all of the emotions that come up when you think of changing the script or when you get triggered, where does that sit in your body and what is that telling you? What's your reaction? So there's so much work to be done. And this is some of the things that we work on in my mentorship program. Um, I just love helping people break free And so I really want to help specifically, I want to help couples build this really nice, strong foundation, a really strong foundation so that they can, you know, have the skills to have an empowered relationship or an empowered open relationship if that's what they choose And they can have an empowered, open relationship without fear of ruining the relationship that they have. This is my desire, and this is why I want to shift the programming. This is why it's important to normalize ethical non-monogamy, why it's important to 
be sex positive so that we can just embrace and and check our beliefs about everything so that we can make choices for ourselves that are aligned with who we are and that we can live life authentically. So I'm going to leave you with that. Make sure you check in the show notes how to get a hold of me and book a discovery call to see if working together is a fit for us. If you just want to chat with me, find out what I do and how I can help, that is totally amazing. I would love that. You can reach out to me. You can email me. So don't be shy. I am so happy to be here, to have this opportunity to be a part of your life. And I appreciate you and I value you and I think you're beautiful and you're worthy. So as I always say, remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching. And you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity... Authenticity is the key. Have a great week.